welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to episode number 66 of Just Jets. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary here hanging out with you. And today I'm going to be talking about players who I think have the chance to be cut, unfortunately, depending on how you look at it. And on top of that, we'll get into your voicemails in this episode. Super excited. But before we get into it, I just wanted to talk to you about our sponsor, Manscaped. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the United States and Canada. The new trimmer was only released just a couple of weeks ago. I got my hands on it and it's phenomenal. I absolutely love it. For 20% off and free shipping, use promo code JETS20. That's J-E-T-S 20. For 20% off and free shipping from manscaped.com, you can get yourself one of the you could be one of the first to have the lawnmower 4.0. You can get the cologne. Absolutely love the cologne, the weed whacker. So much awesome stuff. You have a 400 4000K LED spotlight on the 4.0. It's just tremendous. And with that, last week, you might have heard me say that I have an extra one, which is which is true. I do. So what we are going to do is pick a winner to the contest. So what we did for the contest was you had to subscribe to the Just Jets Clips channel, which if you haven't done that already, please do it, even though I'm sorry, but you might not win. Uh, and you had to comment, reply to a comment. We had over 100 responses. We had a ton. So I'm going to spin this wheel that I made to give you a winner. I'll put the winner up on the screen when it's done. Oh, it's spinning. And your winner is Ryan Zapardi. Ryan, congratulations on winning the Lawnmower 4.0. So now that we got that out of the way, let's get into the episode. So I'm going to talk about some veterans who I think could be cut candidates, people who you know uh, have landed on this list for one reason or another, and whether I think they're going to be cut or not. And I have four guys that we're going to talk about. The first is Jamison Crowder who carries a $10.38 million cap uh, savings if you're able to cut him and move on from him. So you would save a significant amount of money if you were able to move on from him. But I don't see the Jets doing this. I thought, okay, maybe the Jets would trade Jamison Crowder on draft night. They didn't after they drafted Elijah Moore. So Crowder looks like he's going to stay for this year, and I'm okay with that. And the reason for that is... When you have a rookie quarterback like the Jets do with Zach Wilson, you want to put him in the best position to succeed, something the Jets did not do with Sam Darnold. We know that for a fact with the wide receivers he was throwing to. But if you have a wide receiving core that consists of Denzel Mims, Corey Davis, Jameson Crowder, Elijah Moore, Keelan Cole, you are in a much much better situation and you're putting your rookie quarterback in a position where he has a shot to succeed so while i understand the 10.38 million dollars that you could potentially have what good is that 10.38 million dollars if you are taking away a weapon and not spending it elsewhere like you would just be cutting him to cut him i feel like at this point which doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me so instead i'm saying let's keep jameson crowder he is on the keep list 
Alex Lewis is the next one. He would save $5.18 million, and I think he is all but guaranteed to be a cut at this point. I'm surprised he's still on the roster. This was kind of like Brian Winters last year. Everyone knew he was going to be cut, and they waited a long time to do it. Uh, for what he is going to be paid and what he is essentially freeing up, that $5.18 million, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. He's not going to play on the left side like he did last year. He was an okay stopgap kind of guy in 2019. I thought took a step back in 2020. And for that kind of cost, like he's basically going to be filling the role of Dan Feeney and Greg Van Rotten. More on him in a second here at a significantly higher cap hit. So I would much rather go with the younger and cheaper guys in that spot than Alex Lewis, who I just think it's over here. He needs a fresh start somewhere else. He's probably better suited as a backup, but at that money, it's he's getting paid borderline starter money. So I think the Jets decide to move on from him. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens sooner rather than later, which brings me to our next offensive lineman and more specifically offensive guard and Greg Van Roten, the other starting guard from last year. I think he stays and I think he competes for the starting right guard spot. To me, it's between him and Cam Clark, who will, one of those two guys will hold it down. And I'm rooting for Cam Clark. Not that I dislike Greg Van Roten, but I would much rather see the younger guy with the higher upside than a guy who we kind of know what he is. And maybe Van Roten is someone who would play better in this new system that they're going to be bringing in, the zone running system rather than Adam Gase's system. Like, it's not shocking to say that we've seen guys get out of uh, Adam Gase's offense and end up succeeding wherever they go or whatever they decide to do in, in their next step in their career. So maybe Van Roten is that. And he was a solid starter. Not great, but solid with the Carolina Panthers. So maybe he gets back to that form. But if not, I would rather keep the cheaper one and the one who, frankly, I thought was better last year in Van Roten versus Alex Lewis and have him compete. With Cam Clark, as I said, I, I am rooting for Cam Clark. I think the upside is there, and I, I would really love a young, up-and-coming offensive line. It's tough to say give him the job, though, because he hasn't he didn't dress for a single game last year. So it would be a significant step in uh, where he's at in development for him to become a starter in Clark. So I think it's good to have insurance, and frankly, you need more insurance than Dan Feeney, who I just don't think is any good. And the last guy who makes my list is Ryan Griffin. So Ryan Griffin would save you $1.85 million against the cap, and I would do that in a second. I don't think Ryan Griffin really has much of anything left in the tank. I think injuries have caught up with him. He was very ineffective last year, and for what the Jets will be having in their tight end room, I think you can get by without him. You have Kenny Aboa, who you just brought in as an undrafted free agent, who I think has a legitimate shot of making the roster. Uh, Chris Herndon is still there. And I think has a good shot of bouncing back. You brought in Tyler Koft, who is more of a blocking tight end, who I think is solid. Uh, you still have Daniel Brown, who is on the roster and who I could trust. Trevon Wesco as a blocking tight end. I don't think he's really anything more than just that, but I think Ryan Griffin's time here is done. So if I had to bet, I am thinking it's going to be Lewis and Ryan Griffin who are going with Greg Van Roten and Jamison Crowder staying. I don't think anyone else really is going to be on this list. Like I thought about putting LaMichael Pirine. And I, I just don't know if they end up doing that. I, I think he could potentially be the odd man out in terms of cuts, but maybe this is going to be like a bury on the depth chart kind of a thing. 
I don't think he gets a, a ton of carries this year or anything like that. That's the only other guy that like super jumped out to me who is on this list. And you guys can let me know on social media or in the comments here if I missed anybody. But to me, it's these four who are jumping out at me with the most obvious in terms of who should be cut as Alex Lewis and Ryan Griffin, because I just don't think their position is is valued at the point in which they're getting paid for a backup lineman shouldn't be getting paid five million dollars a probably third string tight end shouldn't be getting paid almost two million dollars like you you can survive with moving on from that and and creating you know what seven million dollars worth of cap space for yourself i would rather do that i think than keep both of those guys on the roster but that's just me personally so with that just a quick little thing at the beginning here wanted to get into your voicemails because we got a lot of them and a lot of different categories so let's do that right now let's get to your voicemails first up we got max in new jersey who wants to talk about his win total for the jets so um hi this is max from holding new jersey i have a question for you how many wins do you think the jets will get next year since i um, the nfl schedule is coming out in a couple of days and i feel like the jets can get seven wins People are like, oh, Jets are real, 215, uh, and like other people are saying Jets can make the playoffs, but they're not going to the playoffs, and they're not going to 215. I think the Jets can go 7 and 10. The That's reason fair. I say that is because we, we're going to beat some really good teams. We're going to beat the Patriots twice. We're going to mm-hmm. beat Miami. We're going to beat Cincinnati. We're going to beat, um, we're going to beat the, the Texans. We're going to beat the Jaguars. We're going to beat the Eagles. And then we're, we might, I don't know if we're going to beat them, but we, we're probably going to beat the Saints because they have no cash safe. What's your thoughts on my predictions and go Jets? Beat the Saints because they have no cap space? You lost me at that part. But um, I'm not giving the Jets two wins over the Patriots. I think they split with the Patriots and the Dolphins and get swept by Buffalo. I agree with you. I think they could beat Cincinnati. I think they could beat the Jaguars. I think they could beat the Texans and the Eagles as well. Uh, there might be a clunker in there. It happens. Like Teams lose to teams that they aren't supposed to all the time. Teams beat teams they aren't supposed to beat all the time. But I think you're pretty close to being on the money with 7 and 10 um, when, it, when it comes to what I think the Jets are. Probably somewhere between that 6 and 8 range uh, with a little bit you know, leeway on either side. But I'm, I'm at 7. In my video this past week, I had them at 7 and 10 as well. So I think we're in agreement there, Max. Next up is Frank on Long Island. Wants to talk about Trey Smith from the NFL Draft. Hey, Matt. It's Frank from Long Island. I wanted to ask you something about the draft with uh, Trey Smith. Was his medical so bad that he went all the way back to the sixth round? I thought this guy was a real stud that we could have used, and even a fifth or a sixth round pick, we should have took a shot at him. If you guys could find out about his medicals, were they really that bad that we couldn't give this guy a sixth-round pick? Well, thanks for your content, and everything's good. Go Jets. Yeah, I really appreciate that, Frank. Thank you for checking in. I was surprised to see him fall, too. Uh, and on the draft live stream we did, I, I think that was all of our reactions. We were surprised that he lasted as long as what he did, but supposedly it was because of the blood clots that he uh, had, and the Chiefs ended up grabbing him, and they feel completely okay with the medicals. Um, but I was very, very, very surprised to see him fall. I thought he would be someone who would go in the third or fourth round. And the fact that he was there in the sixth was very jarring to me. Um, I, I get that's the best explanation that I have to why he fell is because of the blood clots. 
Um, uh, clearly, teams were worried about that, and even though the Chiefs said they were okay with it, I, I don't know how much I buy that because they weren't willing to take him earlier. They they waited that long, but you know, sometimes that stuff happens. Sometimes people drafts things get overthought. Uh, like for instance, Frank Gore. It was his birthday this past week, and people were talking about how he fell in the draft because of the ACL tears at Miami, and he ended up being okay in the NFL, uh, more than okay in the NFL. So. Um, yeah, that was a weird one. I'm with you, Frank. I didn't quite understand that one either. So Rob in Tennessee is up next. Wants to talk about the Jets getting no respect. Let's get into Rob's question this week. Yeah, this is uh, Rob from uh, Morristown, Tennessee, originally from Long Island, uh, New York again. I just want to vent about these uh, sports analysts uh, like uh, Colin uh, and uh, CBS Sports, uh, um CBS Sports, I've seen uh, two of the analysts on there uh, gave uh, the Jets a B-plus and another one uh, a C-plus. And Colin, Colin Coward always talks uh, bad about the Jets and everything stuff, no matter what they do. I'm just so over it. I hope the Jets uh, uh, really do good this year uh, and maybe even sneak into the playoffs. Uh, they probably won't, but I hope they do. And uh, uh, I know for sure next year we're going to be uh, – um, at least in the, in the in the fight for a playoff position and everything, and uh, I just hope the Jets do really good with all this new organization they got it and the system. And I'm I'm just over uh, all these sports analysts talking crap about the Jets. So I hope they prove them wrong and go Jets. And I'm uh, was born on May third, so I'm just uh, turn fifty one and uh, go Taurus and go Jets. Have a good day, but. Happy belated birthday, Rob. Um, I would say this. Who gives a you-know-what about what Colin Coward thinks? This is the same guy who was so high on Adam Gase and was saying to print the playoff uh, or the AFC Championship game tickets because the Jets had Adam Gase and Sam Darnold. And while I was with him confidence-wise in Sam Darnold, I was completely against him with his confidence in Adam Gase, and he was very dismissive of Jets fans or anyone who would criticize his Adam Gase take. And guess what? He was wrong. He was dead wrong. A lot of these national guys don't know what the hell they're talking about when it comes to this team. So I wouldn't care. Don't let it get yourself all twisted. I, I know it's frustrating. I get it. Okay? I understand the frustration, but you got to go into the mind, go into it with the mindset of they don't watch this team on a regular basis. You're better off tuning into the people or, you know, putting respect into the opinions of people who watch this team on a regular basis. The national guys don't. And we have a lot of good guys here who watch, whether it's our community of YouTubers or other Jets content creators or just people who cover the NFL but have an idea of what's going on with the Jets, like Connor Rogers from Bleacher Report, for example. That's the best example, I think, is someone who's a national guy but gets it because he's a Jets fan and watches the Jets on a regular basis. He's right more often than not. So that's my example of, of where you should be putting or investing your – uh, your time to when it comes to consuming Jets content because why watch someone who is pretty much just throwing something out there based on limited knowledge when you could have so many other avenues to get your your fix on people who actually care about the team and watch the team consistently. Uh, so I understand the frustration from the national side. I get it, but I wouldn't you know lose too much sleep over it, Rob. Next up is Dylan in New York. He wants to talk about a forgotten corner on the market. 
Hey, Matt. This is Dylan from Westchester, New York. What's up? Um, I'm just calling in to ask a little question. So I was wondering why everyone's talking about these corners like Richard Sherman and um, Brian Poole coming back. But I feel like people are kind of overlooking uh, Steven Nelson okay. uh, from Pittsburgh. He was cut a couple weeks ago. Um, I think, honestly, the Jets would definitely sign him. I think he's probably top 10, top 15 corner in the league, and he's pretty locked down. I mean, I like Richard Sherman, and I think he's um, he'll be solid as a mentor on this team, but at the same time, I don't really want to pay a guy that's at the end of his career a lot of money while you could put that money towards someone who could be here long term like Steven Nelson. So, yeah, just let me know what you think about that, and uh, thanks for answering the question. Enjoy the show. Uh, have a good one, man. Thank you, Dylan. Appreciate it, man. Uh, I like Steven Nelson a lot. Uh, so, I mean, you look at his social media, it seems like he's interested in coming here, right? He, he talks about things that the Jets have done and likes things that are associated with the Jets. Maybe from the Jets side of things, like they're waiting till after the draft to evaluate and see what these free agent guys are, are what are, what they're looking at. Someone's going to sign him. And maybe it is the Jets. Uh, I, I, I still do think they need help at corner. Uh, I would be thrilled if they went out and signed a guy like Steven Nelson uh, because he can still play and at a high level. And not that Richard Sherman can't, but he's significantly younger than a guy like Richard Sherman. And with the thing with Brian Poole, I think this is more so uh, coming from Robert Sal, who has gotten a lot out of slot corners taken in the late rounds of the draft. So I think he could say, you know what? Don't spend the money on Brian Poole. Instead, we're good with what we got. We could find someone in the draft to do that. And while I think that's a little bit on the risky side, I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt for what he's done in San Francisco and just overall, you know, how well-respected he is around the league. But I'm with you, Dylan. I would not be upset at all about Steven Nelson becoming a New York Jet. I actually think it would be really, really smart. Uh, Garrett is in New Jersey. Wants to talk about a, a Jets trade. Hey, Matt. Garrett here calling in from New Jersey. Just a quick question uh, about some big-time trades for the Jets maybe from now to the season start. Maybe they go out for Ertz or anyone else. Uh, just wondering your thoughts if they're maybe involved in a trade. Yeah, love the show. Keep it up. Bye-bye. Thank you. Um, I'm not really sure if they are going to trade for somebody at this time i think the trade market's been kind of uh winding down here a little bit it's been pretty quiet but that's not a bad thought like Ertz is someone who jumps out because i don't you know expect him to be in philadelphia there's the connection with joe douglas there's the potential need at the position so i wouldn't hate that at all i i think it would be intriguing depending on what the jets give up and they have a ton of draft picks next year so uh, I understand why people think that the Jets could be in the market for, for a trade, and maybe we see something get done. But uh, I think you're on the right track with Zach, the name Zach Ertz because I think if it's going to be a big-name guy, it'd be someone like that. I don't think it's going to be you know, like a Julio Jones or something like that. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm with you in the sense that it, it, it logically that one adds up, Garrett. So I don't think that's a crazy take at all. James in New Jersey is up next, and he wants to get into playing Sam Darnold in week one because, of course, they are. Maddie, yo, boy yep. James from New Jersey. What's going on, Playboy? So, little story here, actually. So, obviously, as I told you when I last called in, my birthday was the 2nd of May, and, the, and literally right after my birthday, my clients, I'm a trainer at a gym, 
my clients literally gave me uh, New York Jets hats because they know I'm a Jets fan. So we're already off to a good start. I officially got some Jets hats. I'm most likely to be wearing nice. it for every game throughout the uh, throughout the season this year. And uh, hopefully I'll have to throw it down on the ground if I get peeled about something. But anyway, <laughs> the future is bright. Now, let's get to my question, boss man. So uh, this has been an ongoing question I've been asking about, of course, or been mentioning before, obviously, since I first called in. Mentioning the fact that obviously, you know, we traded Sam Darnold. Would we be upset or would you be, you know, happy or upset if Sam Darnold lights it up with us, right? Good morning football, obviously, premiered the first week of the NFL season in 2021. And as obviously the schedule gods, I knew it. They freaking scheduled the Jets against Carolina Panthers as probably a ha-ha to the Jets. That is the same old Jets. So, um... Let's see here. What do you? Uh, here's what I want you to do. What is your higher expectation out of this out of this week one competition against Carolina here, okay. Matt? Do you expect Do you expect Sam Darnold to be that to be a different Sam Darnold than he was as a New York Jet, or do you expect more of Zach Wilson being that number two overall pick that Joe Douglas and Rob Sala fell in love with during pro day, and that we expect him to be, you know, not the savior but the future of this franchise? So again, which one do you expect more? Sam Darnold being better, or Zach Wilson being him being the number two overall pick? Let me know what you think. I hope that question's not confusing. Um, this is obviously after the week one announcement, not the whole schedule. But thank you so much, man. I hope you get this. And as always, go Jets. Peace. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for checking in, James. Hope you're doing well. Um I I am intrigued by this matchup. I'm nervous about it, and I talked about it in one of the videos this past week why I'm nervous, because I think it would be a massive... Like, if Darnold plays well and Zach Wilson struggles and the Jets lose the game, then there's going to be a massive overreaction from the media and from fans. So I'm really... I'm not looking forward to that. I'll say this. I think Sam Darnold is going to be okay to decent in Carolina. I think he could be kind of like a Jimmy G in, like, the 15 to 20 quarterback range. Because uh, the weapons are significantly better, and I think he has talent. Like uh, the issue is, he just didn't grow out of the turnovers, and maybe that changes there. Maybe it does. Um, but I think with Zach Wilson, we're probably more likely to see him hit that ceiling than what Sam Darnold's original ceiling was, and that Sam Darnold hits that. I, I hope I'm answering that correctly. Moral of the story is, I think Darnold can be okay as a Panther, and I don't see why. Zach Wilson wouldn't be able to reach his ceiling because he landed with the Jets versus another team. I think the Jets have done a good job so far of putting talent around him. Uh, so he's not going to have that built-in excuse that Sam had in his first two years. Uh, that's for sure. But opening up against Sam Darnold, a little bit nervous because if for whatever reason, let's say Darnold throws for 300 yards and three touchdowns and the Jets lose by you know 17 points, then that's going to be a tough day. Uh, on this show here because uh, I'm sure the reaction is going to be a little insane. So Ben is up next in New Jersey. He's got some predictions off the schedule. Let's hear him out and see uh, if we align here. What's up, Matt? It's Ben from Jersey. What up, man? So I'm calling on a Wednesday, and the Jeff schedule has officially come out. So uh, you're probably you're definitely going to make a video on this, so I'm just going to give a quick rundown of my predictions for each game and what our final record would be in 2021. So, week one, obviously, big game. We go against our old buddy Sam Donald, Robbie Anderson, and Matt Rule. I'm going to say we win this game. I'm going to say our offense looks pretty solid. The Panthers do not have a good defense. 
I feel like Sam Darnold has another one of his Sam Darnold games. I think Zach Wilson plays decently well. I'd say he throws like 220 yards, two TDs, a pick. And, um, yeah, I think the Jets will come in with the W in that. Week two against the Patriots at home, I think that's also a win. I, I just put us as a win. I feel we'll win our home opener against the Patriots. I don't trust Cam Newton if Mac Jones starts. I hope we can make him see ghosts. <laughs> um, week three against Denver on the road, I have this as a loss. I feel like we just never win week three. I don't know if that's a thing with us. I just feel like that's never really a thing. Um, week four against the Titans at home, I think that's a loss. Kind of a given. In Jared agreement so good. far? Week five in London against the Falcons. I know the time adjustment is going to be hard, but the Falcons' defense is Swiss cheese. And I think we can take advantage of that. So I have this as a win. We're five for five so far. And we have week six, obviously, as a bye. And so week seven, on the road against the Patriots, I have that as a loss, sadly. I don't, I don't think we're going to go into Fox Road win, so that's just my what I think. Week eight against the Bengals at home, I think this is a win. Agree. The Bengals aren't a great team, and that crappy offensive line has no chance of stopping this pass rush. So that's four and three as of now. Week nine against the Colts, I have this as a loss on Thursday night. The Colts are just I don't know, we're on the money tonight. so far. Week ten against the Bills, I have this as a loss also at home. The Bills are just another amazing team. Week eleven against the Dolphins at home, I have this as a win. I think we'll split the season series with the Dolphins, so that's five and five, I think. Yeah. Um, week twelve against the Texans, lol, win six okay. and five. That's where we differ. Week thirteen against the Eagles, I think that's a win seven and five. Against the Saints on the at home, I think we're going to lose sadly, but seven and six at the Dolphins. Week fifteen, that's a, I think it's a loss of seven and seven. I guess the Jaguars at home in week sixteen, eight and seven, versus the Bucks at home in week um, seventeen, eight and eight. And week eighteen at the Bills, L. So it's eight and nine, which is pretty solid. One game off. We were so one. Think. And as always, go Jets. We were the one game we differed on was the Texans. And while I think the Jets have a chance to beat the Texans, of course, the match on paper, the Jets should beat the Texans, but they don't travel on the road well. They don't play on the West Coast well. And my going back to my thing earlier. You always lose against teams you're not supposed to lose to, and your rookie quarterback is going to have a clunker here or there. So I had the Jets at seven and ten with that as the only difference. But eight and nine—that's realistic. I think that's completely realistic. Your eight and nine record. I think you made a lot of good points. We again, we're off by one game. That was the one game we picked differently. So absolutely love it, Ben. Good stuff. Travis from Ohio is up next. He wants to know about the floor versus the ceiling for this team. Hey, Matt. Travis from Ohio. Hey, buddy. Uh, just watch your uh, schedule release um, predictions, and I'm going to call in and ask you again, like I do every year, what you think the ceiling and oh, floor boy. is. Now, last year, we were both way off, but we'll, we'll take that as an outlier, and... My uh, basement is five wins, and my ceiling is nine. I think you're right. Just want your thoughts on that, because you didn't throw that in there. It was the way too early prediction, so 
uh, I know that takes into account, and hopefully, hopefully, we get to see the famous O'Leary cartwheel <laughs> for a winning record. I hope that's it this year. But um, anyway, congrats on the new channel. Thank with you. The clips I've been trying to like and love all of them and watch them. So. Keep on, man. Love you. And go Jets. Bye. Really appreciate it, Travis. Thank you for the kind words. And and uh, with the new channel, just a reason why I made it. I, I talked about it a little bit last week, but in case you missed it, uh, the reason for it was I thought it would be a good idea to take some like shorter clips from the longer podcast episodes and, and kind of do like just, you know, like two minutes on one, either a call or a little bit of the first segment or whatever it is. And, because I know some people don't have the attention span or just don't have the time to sit through a full length podcast. So I figure, you know, why not clip it up and uh, and why put it on a second channel? I just think, you know, differentiate it a little bit. I, I wouldn't really post a two minute video on the main channel. Just not really my thing. Um and the support already, I know there was a giveaway involved, but the support so early on was absolutely awesome. And I hope that can, channel continues to grow as, you know, the main channel does as well. You know, I've been honest with you guys. My goal is to be able to get to the point where I can do this and some of my other side work full time. Uh, and this is all, you know, it's a step in the process of making that happen. happen. And it wouldn't be able to happen without you guys. And I, I just, I genuinely appreciate it. So Travis reminded me of that. So I wanted to get that out there. Uh, and just, you know, really, really appreciative. It, it means a lot. Last one. Let's go to Fernando in New Jersey. Wants to talk about, is Wilson overhyped or no? Let's talk about it. Hey, Matt. It's Fernando from Jersey uh, calling in. Just want to let you know that you're doing a crazy, phenomenal job on this show. Um, Thank you. I can't stop tuning in and listening. You're great. Uh, keep up the good work. Love that. Uh, to get into the question, um, I saw a YouTube video. Um, I believe it was the Rich Eisenberg show. I don't know if you've seen it, or Rich Eisen show, something like that. Um, Ryan Leaf was on there, and he basically had a take saying that Zach Wilson, um, in his final year at BYU, had similar numbers to him, and that Zach Wilson's all hyped, and his chances of becoming a great NFL uh, quarterback are basically, you know, very slim. Mm. Um, comparing Zach Wilson to himself, I thought that was kind of uh, interesting take. Wanted to see what your thoughts on that were. Um, and lastly, before I go, hey, that day that you meet Green Bean, hopefully you get a video of it. I'd love to see you guys embrace, and I think it'd be great. All right, take care. See you. Yes. Yeah, so wait, hold on. I just realized I messed up, Fernando. So let me talk about Travis's question more for a second, and then I'm going to answer you. I didn't give my answer. Real. I shook my head in agreement with Travis, but I, I should have acknowledged that. That's my bad, Trav. Uh, I'm with you. I think the floor is five and the ceiling is nine. Anything less than five, I'd be disappointed. Anything more than nine, I would be absolutely thrilled. But I think we're looking at really in that six to eight range is, this, is the key spot. Sorry, Travis. Back to Fernando. So let's first talk about the... Ryan Leaf quote, and then we'll end with the meetup because that I think that's a good point to end this show with. So Ryan Leaf, I, I, I get it. He's He's been through a lot in his life. Obviously, one of the biggest draft busts in NFL history. He's got some he's got some issues going on. So I guess I understand where he's coming from. I don't agree with him, though. I think it's a lazy narrative and I just 
I don't think he wants to be the guy who's taken number two overall and and continues to be a bust. Um, so I, I I think I don't know if jealousy is the right word, but maybe he ha- he's got a little something in him that I, I, is isn't sitting right, uh, and I don't think he wants to to see that success for Zach Wilson. Could be wrong. I hope I am wrong, but I I don't in my heart of hearts I don't think Zach Wilson's going to bust. I think he's going to be a good player. Uh, as far as it goes with the green bean thing, so. This past weekend on Saturday, I had the awesome opportunity to meet Green Bean. So you guys probably tune in, I, I would hope you do, to the Talking Jets panel on Tuesdays and to our draft coverage on Ryan's channel, Jets Talk 24-7. And while unfortunately Ryan wasn't able to be there, but I have never met either Ryan or Green Bean. Yes, I know it's crazy because we've been doing shows just about every week for a year plus at this point, but I've never met them in real life before. Uh, Green Bean obviously travels around the country. But he was in New York. We were able to go to Brooklyn, and I rode the cyclone. I said I wasn't going to do it. I don't really like roller coasters, but they got me on, uh, and it was fun. And meeting not only Green Bean, but the amount of people who showed up and just wanted to talk to us and, and hang out was so awesome. Like It was really, really a humbling experience, and I think Green Bean would say the same thing. I don't want to talk for him, but I'm I'm fairly confident that that Green Bean feels the same way that I do. It was it was so cool to meet everyone there, and like people coming up to us and just shaking our hands and talking and grabbing a picture, whatever. It was so cool. Like again, and I was telling people there, like we're just hanging out talking Jets football. That's all this is. That's all that I think of this is. It's just an ex- we're an extension of the of the fan base. Uh, we just put ourselves in front of a camera and talk into it, and you guys tune in. It's it's crazy to me that this channel has gotten to the point where it has, uh, and I'm truly truly blessed. And it was an amazing opportunity to again not only meet Green Bean. I'll put a picture of us meeting. I I think his if I'm not mistaken, I think Green Bean's wife has it on video. I don't know if I, I don't have the video as of recording this, maybe before it goes live, I can get the video in there, but at least I will put the picture in. It was so cool. I hope we get to do more stuff like that in the future. Cause it was an absolute blast. And hopefully one day it could be the three of us with Ryan there and all of you guys. Um, so I really appreciate that. Uh, again, just wanted to, you know, uh, it was important to mention that because green bean put it all together. I just, I just showed up for a little bit. And I was able to hang out and it was fun. It was a blast. So thank you for all the support, each and every one of you, whether it's, you know, a subscription, a comment, like on the video, super chat, you know, a message on Twitter, uh, because, you know, a, a part of this job or uh, job hobby, I guess that can turn into a job, this weird thing of having a YouTube channel and talking into a microphone and a camera and, you know, meeting people and talking with people. Sometimes you get real nasty messages and just, you know, people who are absolutely miserable. And and sometimes, I know me personally, sometimes I put too much stock into that when in reality, 99.9% of the interactions I have with people are positive. And it's just really cool that, you know, me and Green Bean and Ryan mean so much to you guys. And you guys mean probably more to us than you guys realize. So thank you for allowing me to do this and I will continue to make good content for you guys. I hope in the future. So that's going to do it for episode number 66 on just jets. Really appreciate the love and support. Please make sure to subscribe, give a rating and review that really helps us out a lot. Appreciate all the love and support. I am Matt O'Leary. This has been just jets and I will talk to you next time.